everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're doing Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 138 from September the 17th of 1994. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper, as usual, as we are in a new venue in Cumberland County at Cumberland High School with a reported 400 people in attendance. Before I go to Doc and the demographics, let me just ask Harper first. Harper, what's up this morning, man? I know you're tired, but uh, thanks for hanging in there. And, well, you're um, more than welcome. Living a dream, brother. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, I agree. So uh, anything else going on you want to tell us? Uh, any sketchy broads you had since the last time we recorded, which was five minutes ago? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. Doc, how are you? What? I said, Doc, how are you? Well, I'm a little bit in trouble here because I got to admit to you that I never saw where we were, so I didn't do any demographics. Oh, no. So if you want some demographics, tell me where we are again. Uh, We are, I think we've, have we been in Cumberland before? Cumberland Cumberland, what? Kentucky. Oh shit! I was over in North Carolina. Okay, so I I don't know, but I can I can do this, man. I can perform under pressure. And and while Doc is doing that, no, no, I know, got it. We are in Harlan. No. Oh, well, let me say something real quick. So this was recorded. These next four episodes, which are one thirty eight, thirty nine, forty, and forty one. Yes, another four at one place. And I think Jimmy had told me recently that they started doing four per tape and instead of three i want to say that's what he said but uh, uh recorded tape september 5th 94 in cumberland 400 people uh something that you won't see on um this episode is i believe this is actually d'lo brown um he doesn't debut on tv but he had a non-televised match as ac connor uh, which is d'lo brown and he beat mike Moraldo in a non-televised match. I don't know if he appears on any of the TV matches. Um, so I may be wrong. But I just don't remember. I'm looking at this first result. So anyway, uh, Doc, if you want to proceed, uh, go ahead. Well, this is Bob Cottle's last TV taping. Yep. Four more episodes of Bob. So that's kind of... That sucks. Yeah, Bob's been with us since the very beginning, man. Um, 100, any, 141 episodes. So he basically made it almost 75% of the way through, right, Doc? Something like that. All right, well, we're in Cumberland, Kentucky, and I can do this thing. I am ready to roll and perform my duties. We are in Harlan County, so you know the people are spe- are specially special here. Um, they like nice, to... Doc. Well, what did, what did Harper say last week? People, this the two things people like is... Jesus, Jesus and, and kicking ass. Right. Well, I think these people skip right past Jesus and go straight to the ass kicking. So, um, I'd be, let me just say this: I'd be careful if I was New Jack here. Um, so, the population in Cumberland, as of now, 
or the last census nine years ago was 2,237, but they lost 400 people from 2,000. So they're probably in the grips of this opioid crisis, I would imagine, because what else could, I mean, it's not like these people are moving to greener pastures. I mean, they just move to the other city and be shitheads there too. Um. So let's talk about demographics. Oof. We've actually uh, this is actually very surprising here. So we're going to run off the idea that there's 2,240 people there. 93.6 percent white. Copy and that's, paste. That's yeah. kind of low, though. A little. Uh, we get into some of these towns that are 97, 98%. So. You, you, did you realize what you just said? You said there's 93% white people when you went. That's kind of low. 93%. This, this part of the world, as all I'm saying. I, I agree. Context is king, as Bischoff says, but 93% is it's a lot of white people. It is a lot of white people. There's no doubt. I mean, this, is found, this country was founded on white people. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Uh, your people didn't show up till a little bit later so that's nice doc well y'all weren't here at the beginning that's nice y'all didn't help y'all didn't help y'all didn't help build this and create this (laughs) all right so but interestingly enough we do have a higher african-american population than we normally see so this is why i wanted you to have your calculator ready with 2300 2240 people in it is that we've got 5.09%. That's so, that's a lot New of ja- black folks for this part of the world. New this Jack's is like a the safer. So uh, this is like the Harlem of this part of the country. Right. <laughs> wow. 5% and we're yeah, But how many okay. people is that? I don't have the capability to run I, I those just numbers right. Closed it. What how many what's the percentage? Well, it's 2,240. All right, and you said 5%? 5.09%. Hold up. That's 112 black people. Man, dude, we the last place we were in, they had eight. <laughs> you see? Gee, oh. doing well, Mike. <laughs> Man, this is like the come up. <laughs> Did you see did you hear offer? <laughs> he said, y'all doing well, Mike. <laughs> y'all doing good, man. I don't know why y'all bitching all the time. No oh, kidding, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? You got a 2005 Cadillac Fleetwood. I mean, that's good enough, right? All right, Doc, any other thoughts? (laughs) Well, let's continue here. Let me get it. Oh, shit. I hate mobile apps that close your shit when you close your shit. You know what I'm saying? No, but Uh, go ahead. Well, so the other thing here is that I would expect that the gangsters can be a little bit more gangstery here because these people have run into black folks in their daily life (laughs) with a hundred of them running around. It's not like cars. All right, yeah. <laughs> come on, dude. I caught that. Uh, so, so let's talk about um, money. Jesus Christ! No, th- this is going to be depressing. <laughs> Man, you remember when Dirty White Boy said that 
women needed to know their place. Nah. Males have a median income of $34,300. But women have a median income of 13750 Damn. That means there's a whole bunch of women making zero to get that number that low. So we're going to keep Tammy back at the double wide so that she can take care of the house. While I go That's out nice there stuff. and ridge run... And try to make this money. Um, the median household income was 15929 And the median income for a family, which I kind of don't understand the difference there, is 22365 Not a lot of money. 38.7% no. of the population is below the poverty line. That's a big fucking number. Damn. <laughs> Damn near forty percent of the folks are on are on the are, so we might need to take it back from the fifth of Henny back to the government cheese for the next that's, few weeks because that's yeah that's real. Hey, man, you want to talk about depressing? You like you look you want to? I'll take shots at the adults because you know adults deserve everything they give being shitheads, but you know you got to leave the kids alone. I mean. 56.3% of people under the age of 18 are uh, under the poverty line in that fucking place. Jesus. So, so you're fucked from the, from the get-go. You are fucked from the cradle, dude. Not uh. in the cradle, hopefully. We don't want to end the cradle. But from the cradle, you don't have a chance. All right. The dream has and... been deferred, right? Is that what they say? I don't know what they say, but with uh, all that said... Well, hold on. Oh, but shit, to give more. these people hope, Cumberland is home to the Kingdom Come State Park, which features a lake, a gift shop, campsites, miniature golf, paddle boating, picnic facilities, primitive camping, hiking trails, and an amphitheater. And it has natural rock formations. Then, it's also home to the Kingdom Come Swapping Meeting. Well, that's good. A festival honoring Appalachian history, folklore, and products. Uh, sounds great, man. And it's held <laughs> on the campus of the Southeast Kentucky Community and Technical College. Boogie, there ain't nothing about you that says computers. <laughs> All right. Gotta, well, gotta look up the uh, Johnson City uh, Apple Festival. Oh, the Apple Grapple. Big Apple Grapple. Yeah, I mean... I looked this up, man. It's just the woman from the local newspaper even looks like, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> so we're going to get we're going to get let's just say that so that Mike can get started on the show that it's quite possible that these people come into this wrestling coming to town is one of the very few bright spots in these people's lives. And the gangsters are going to come in and yell at them. <laughs> this is their Christmas turned and... into a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mike, well, Mike, take us to the open. All right. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a lot happening in the opening. I mean, the gangsters and Rock and Roll Express are brawling in a parking lot. It's breaking down. We're gonna actually see a lot more about this when, um, you know, when the show kicks off or, or later in the show. Um, but but again. 
It is episode 138, September 17th, 1994. If you're listening and watching on Patreon on the video review portion, I suggest you download the full show on the free feed because Doc just spent uh, roughly 11 minutes talking about the demographics of our new town, which is Cumberland, Kentucky at Cumberland High School. And uh, to quote Doc, 93% is, is white people. And Doc goes, that's a low number. <laughs> It's all relative, but 93% sounds Harper, really, we need to really go high. to that town and get the numbers up and just start fucking all the Tammies over there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, we open up the show uh, September 17th, 1994, episode 138. And again, the gangsters and rock and roll are brawling in a parking lot. It's all breaking down with Chip Kessler on commentary. And then they go into the building where it is Les Thatcher and Bob Cottle. Again, this is Bob's last set of taping, so only four more to go, including today. New venue, so new year, new me. Bob and Les are breaking down the action. Les tells us that the great and legendary Boris Malenko, the man who trained our friend Bobby Blaze, passed away. And then Cottle throws it to the tape of the rock and roll and the gangsters from Johnson City and Freedom Hall. And that was uh, from September the 3rd, 1994. Um, Doc, any thoughts before I go into the Rock and Roll Express versus the Gangsters and the Wild Brawl? Doc? Are you uh, on uh, mute? Why did you mute me, dude? No, nah, nobody muted you, you motherfucker. The one big thing to note there is that Les is standing there wearing a different sports jacket. That's true, huh? He said on S on the, our show a few weeks back that he is a clothes horse, but then he would wear the same jacket every week. So I guess now he's ready to prove it. Well, I mean, he, he looks sharp in his uh, darker darker jacket. We love Les here at Smoky Mountain, man. I can't put that guy over enough. That guy is he, that man is great, and he put us over uh, on that interview, and um, he actually put us over on social media. And thank you, Les. And he gladly said he would. Look forward to doing the show again. So there you go. Uh, Harper, any other thoughts? I mean, thank you, Les. Any other thoughts from the opening, Hopper? No. Rock and Roll Express versus the Gangsters. The crowd is hot when the rock and roll hit the scene in this match as the Gangsters are waiting on them. I mean, there's only 500 people at Freedom Hall right now, which is kind of sad when you think about it because the Gangsters came in so hot. You'd figure more, more than 500 would show up, but it is what it is. This is a wild brawl. I think I think the lack of audience has to do with the fact that school is getting back started. So you got that going on. And I know I've heard Cornette talk about um, things like that affecting the, the houses. It's wild. At one point, they hang Ricky Morton. Chip Kessler is on commentary. Tells us that New Jack and Mustafa are busted open. Even though the footage is really grainy. I mean, you, you really can't see the blood. But um, Morton gets so into it, he tosses Mark Curtis over the top rope. The match breaks down to the point that the faces and heels all clear the dressing room to break it up. It's just a wild scene. They, I mean, they fight outside the building, as you saw from the opening. You know, this place, Hopper, is like the size of, you know, Lakefront Arena. Yeah, and they got some fucking empty seats right there, though. Yeah, it, there's only 500 there, so it's kind of sad that, yeah. you know, this they shot this angle over the course of the last month and only 500 show up at freedom hall but hopper uh let me throw it to you first and then we'll go to doc what were your thoughts on this wild melee that goes down between these two teams it's a different side of the rock and roll that we've seen when they take the ref and like fuck you and they throw him out the fucking ring and like no we're fucking fighting and they don't back down 
And it should be that way. You know why? Yeah. They hospitalized Ricky. This ain't, mm-hmm. oh, let's have a technical wrestling match. You want a damn fight. We're the baby faces. We'll fight your ass. I agree with you. Yeah, this is great. Uh, to Doc, what do you have from this wild ass scene? There's a couple of timekeepers. Who's that? Yeah, who's that guy with the fucking with trash the bandana? Bag. That's 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 got to be Casey O'Connor. That's got that's got to be Casey. Oh, and then behind, the check out the girl in the stars and the bars right there. Go back a couple of seconds. No, no, keep, her, give dude, us your her. thoughts. They saw it. They that can big rewind fat it if they want. With the, she was just in her shirt so that you could see it. And man. You wear your ex, I, I wear mine. Yeah. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Man, this promotion will hang a motherfucker, though. I'll tell you that. They like to hang people in this point. It's been all white people that they hang, too. I hate this arena, too, because of all those seats on the side that are always empty on the camera shot, they should have had people in those seats. It's it's sad that there's only 500 in attendance. Reported, I... I I'm, that's but there's people up reference. top. Let's get those folks down under the. Hey, why don't you come down and sit closer? Well, I don't know, bro. We're gonna see this shit break down even further when they fucking start fighting to the left side of the yeah, ring. Yeah, and it's God like, damn. Yeah, I know. Huh? I'm like, uh, uh, it reminded talk. me a. It reminded me a UWF in its dying days when Crockett took it over and they there were at UNO Lakefront Arena and this fucking. The floor was full with 500 people, but you got a building to host 7,000, 8,000 people, and they literally pan to the fucking, you know, bleach, not bleachers, but stands, and it's just big-ass empty arena. That That's but what you a, see There's here. a point here, and I'm not sure if it's coming up or it's already happened because I'm kind of discombobbled here with where we are. I, but there's a point where Morton and New Jack start throwing punches, and they are getting after. Morton is fired the fuck up. And like you said earlier, this is a different side of the rock and roll. Dude, Morton and New Jack get the fuck after it. I think it's already happened. Has it? Okay, I was, maybe wa- so. I, I was watching. He's got New Jack wrapped up in it. But man, oh, there, maybe this is it. This, this is, is it. it right here. That Man, these two were fired up. This is so, awesome. This um, is awesome. Dun, 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 dun. Look at that. Look at them go. Just look at them go, folks. Yeah. And this is chaotic. This is breaking down. That is fan-fucking-tastic. Mm-hmm. Because Morton is is playing to New Jack's strengths because he's limited as a worker, and but they are getting this across. This and, was uh, fucking great. There's only 500 people there, but they're into it and they're loving it. But this is this is some wild ass shit. Like Doc said, Morton and New Jack were, f- I mean, they're throwing fists and it was just fabulous. It, it looked like down. they were mad at each other. And I'm not saying they were. I just said it looked that way. So that was great. Yeah. Uh, again, you want the video version, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Two bucks a month. There you go. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. But this shit is wild. I mean, it goes on for like the first Ever. 14 minutes of the episode. They're, it's a fucking brawl. There's no yeah. stopping, bro. They, like, Harper, let me ask you a question. As you were watching this, did you, were you like, were you like, when's this shit going to end? Because, or not, not, not mad that it wouldn't end, but like, damn, this shit just keeps going on and on. I mean, I was just surprised how the rock and roll is just like fuck you, and just they're coming just as hard as the as the gangsters are. And I was like, who who the fuck is the Hornet? Yeah, remember him? You don't remember him? Yeah, you don't you don't remember him? 
Yeah, but I'm like, fuck is he doing there? Yeah, they, he's, he, yeah. But, I mean, look, this thing's been going on now for almost 10 minutes, and they're still in the ring, and all the baby faces and heels are trying to break them up. And I'm going to I'm gonna fast forward on a Patreon video because you'll see them eventually. They start fighting to the crowd, the left side of the ring. And, again, the, the floor is full, but the, the arena, there's nobody, not many people there. They fight all the way to the to the to the stands and then they start fighting to the outside and it's just it's wild and there's no other way to put it so as i'm uh, as i'm fast forwarding things doc any other thoughts before i actually then go to the actual promo oh there uh, it is the so oh, i yeah. so i know that this is based in corny's mind off of the concession stand brawls but let me tell you something pally this shit's ecw before ecw a lot of people don't like when we say that, but I think it's the precursor. How does yeah. that sound? They're out there on a car in the parking lot. Yeah, whose who's fucking vet was that? Mine. Yours. Morton's. Yeah, Gibson's, actually. So. That, that looks like Gibson that Gibson would own. Hopper, <laughs> that was Gibson's. You know why? Uh-huh. He's sitting there with his mullet and his chest hair out, and he's got his fucking foot on the bumper, and he's got a cigarette. In his yeah. Dip, and he's like, hey, baby, how you doing? You want to go hey, for a baby. ride? You ever ridden in a real sports car with a real man? <laughs> Look at that vet. <laughs> what year do you think that vet is? <laughs> it's probably about 10 years old at this point. Yeah. It's probably like a 1980. <laughs> Uh, let's see, what's his ninety? Yeah, probably like an 84, 85, somewhere around that. So they're brawling. It's wild ass. It's breaking down. We will now go from that to the actual promo. Um, any other thoughts before we go to the promo with the gangsters? Mm-mm. All right. So here's Bob Cottle. He's with the gangsters. New Jack is reading the National Enquirer or Newsweek with OJ on the cover. Here it is. And you saw what they can really do in the ring and outside the ring. Here they are, the gangsters. New Jack. Robert Gibson, Ricky Martin, you little Caucasian white devil. I told you that I would get you. I told you that no longer this would be a wrestling match. But now it's a fight. You got to do it the way we were brought up doing it. You got to do it South Central L.A. style, you understand? You talking about you going to do it the way you want to do it. You no longer can look at a tape and study me and Mustafa. You got to worry about getting some kind of game moving and wonder how you and Ricky going to survive through this. We going to get you again and the next time that I get to put my hands around that little pink neck of yours. I'm going to choke the life out of you. I don't like you. I don't like Ricky Mudd. I don't like none of these rednecks up here. I don't like none of these Uncle Tom black Negroes they got up here. So get ready, boy, because now you're going to see what it's like to feel pain. You're going to see what it's like to get this slapstick upside your head again. I tried to knock the snot out your nose, and now you're going to see that me and Mustafa, we ain't the ones to play with. We ain't the ones that you will be able to sit back as an old man and tell your kids about. We the ones that you got to sit up and lose sleep about. Get ready, boy, because now we on a mission. And a mission is to put you right beside that big, fat, breeze ahead, Elvis Presley. Rock and roll is dead, and we get ready to put it to you, Jack. Yes, we're going to be back after that. We'll be back after this. 
Oh, Bob Cottle's just fucking exhausted with them right now. But, Harbor, your thoughts on the gangsters right there, as he called Gibson and Morton Caucasian white devils that popped me. Imagine he's like, well, I got to watch some gang movies to to study these guys. And he's like, oh, but we, I watched some uh, West Side Story. Yeah, 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 that's perfect. West Side Story, okay. Let's <laughs> watch Grease uh, too. Uh, all right uh doc what about you i imagine that your little menace penis got all tingly down there in your pants when he said white devils because that's the term that's the term you like to use all the time with me is that you like to get mad and call white people the white devil so i'd never say that but okay Yo, but you think it. We can tell you thinking it. And he's lying because he says it all the time, too. So right. Don't, don't gloss over that. Okay. Uh, man, so you give him a week. You get him back on the fresh freshness, and look how much better he was there than even last week because he had some time to create some new content. Man, we're the ones you got to lose sleep about he goes after the rock and roll. He goes after the white people. He goes after the black people. He's calling people Uncle Toms. I mean, he's working stiff on everybody. We don't like anybody. That's hard to deal with. That's like, that's like okay, so let me break it down. Back in the day, it was easy, man. You, the, our country didn't like Russia or China. It's easy, it's easy to run a stalemate with a country. But you got somebody just popping out of the woods that wants to blow themselves up. How do you defend that, man? You can't you can't negotiate with a terrorist. And that's what he's doing. He's terrorizing this promotion. And and you can't talk sense to him. He's crazy. Yeah, he just told everybody there, I don't get I don't care about nobody. I don't care about You can't apply I'm... reason and logic. You can't you can't reason with this person. He's just here to he's a he's a, a full on criminal element. Yep. All right. Any other thoughts? I'm. This was he popped me with the white devil line. I can't lie. I'm sure he did. That's your fucking go to for everything. You're probably like, yeah. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Well, what he said, I'm gonna put my hands around your pink neck. (laughs) I thought that was great. He killed out black folks in the area when he called them Uncle Tom Negroes. He just don't give a shit. He just don't care, and it's beautiful. Great job, New Jack. Bob Cottle. Just watch Bob Cottle's face the whole time. He's just, he's kind of like wincing and just looking at the camera like, Jesus Christ, Jimmy, what do you have me doing here? (laughs) Okay. So after Jack wraps up, we go to Steve Skyfire versus Bruiser Bedlam. Uh, Bedlam beats Skyfire with a stomach claw and then tortures the, the poor bastard for a little while afterwards. Doc, any thoughts? Harper, any thoughts on that match? No. No All stomach right. claw, look out! Yeah, I'm gonna start He's, doing that. Stomach claw? No, don't, don't. Yeah, don't, 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 <laughs> don't, don't do that. Um. All right, and then we got a cornet promo. Um, coming up. Uh, here it is. Pretty much his own way, but it'll be a different story against the dirty white boy, Jim. No, no, no! It's not gonna be a different story. It's just gonna be the same old song and dance. Bruiser Bedlam once again is gonna demolish. Destroy, demoralize, and decombobulate anybody that stands in his path, and that includes the dirty white boy, right, Bruiser? Yeah. <laughs> that white boy, you dirty white punk! I want you! You got what I want! 
for that ending doc um we talk about new jack being the reason that uh it's a joke but we talk about new jack being the reason that bob kind of left which it wasn't bob was just tired um bob looked like he was about to shit his pants when bedlam pushed him right there yeah he'd be bob is a fucking older guy now jimmy i'm okay with this rachel stuff but but that bedlam guy put his hands on me yeah, I mean, come on, man! You can't do that to Bob Cottle. He's old. You're right. You hurt the poor man, and he pushed. And there's him a big dif- there's a big difference between that and like the gangsters bowing up to Les. Les is a he's a former wrestler, former wrestler, and known for being in you know great shape and can take care of himself and uh, a health uh, a health nut. But I mean, watch Bob Cottle here when he pushes him. He's like, look at his eyes. He's like, oh shit! <laughs> he's like, like asshole, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's scared him. He's like, what the fuck, man? Uh, okay, uh, so Harper, you were talking about it. Go ahead, keep going uh, about Cottle yeah. getting pushed. He's shoving fucking Bob like that, man. <laughs> what the fuck? How old's Bob there? Seventy-three. Exactly. He, Thirty-eight. It's hard he's to tell. Not- He's not that old right there. But anyway, Bob, poor Bob Cottle. I mean, if he falls, he's going to shatter a hip. And, you know, God, good Lord. Anyway, so I thought I thought the promo was fine. But again, it was the very end when Bedlam pushed Bob that I popped on. Do we need to go now to the Apple Brawl 94 that, that they plug? Harper, did you want to say something about that? I mean, you could. Well, I looked it up. I couldn't find like Anything from 1994, but they showed us stuff from now. Oh, the app? Okay. Like the actual, you... like, like festival. Okay. So, like. Because I'm thinking they, they probably had fucking bands play there. 
and I was expecting to see those old shitty, like, you, you know, country fucking acts from that time or from the 80s or something. What you mean is the group that, that is going to write the 1995 theme song. Who's that? They're called the Clintons. It, oh, yeah. It's a horrible theme song. Good Lord, it's horrible. <laughs> Poor Bob got pushed. Doc, any Think thoughts you have? Think you were have? taking a shit, and then you started singing Jerry Lee Lewis songs on the toilet. That's what this 1995 theme is like. Oh, God, that sounds horrible. It does, doesn't it? It's terrible. Doc, what thoughts do you have on either the promo <laughs> with Bedlam pushing Bob or Corny and then the Apple I Brawl thought, plug out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit about the Apple Brawl. That, don't give, that doesn't do anything for me. But not that it's a bad card. It's just we ain't going to see it, so why talk about it? Um, I thought Corny was great saying – I thought it was fantastic, and it furthers what we just talked about, about the gangsters being crazy. Is that we, They won't even talk to us. We can't even get any strategy. What a great way to get them over without having to do much. The other thing is, is that he said the only thing country people are good at is going on welfare. Man, we're like 15 minutes into this episode, and white people are just getting kicked in the fucking junk left and right. No wonder. <laughs> no, maybe Corny helped run off the white people, too, by making fun of them all the time. I mean, he's been making fun of them since the beginning when he would talk about well, How come it's okay stand? when he makes fun of them, but when I do it, you get all hot? Well, I we're don't both, get upset. Yeah. Corny and it's I are both wrestling legends, and you come out here with your fucking attitude. It's it's all proof that you can't work nowadays because you offend someone and you run them off. Like we talked Corny about that. It, we talked about that last week though. We don't want to It's true. When Corny says when Corny makes fun of white people here, oh it's funny it's a work. When you do it, for some reason people think you're being serious. Because he is. No, he's not. He's working. He's always working. That's all he does is work. And is he an asshole? Yeah, but he turns it up a notch and and works. It's what he does. And he's being quiet because he knows I'm right. I'm starting to lose my smile because of the way you're talking to me. <laughs> we will go to the next segment, which is the personality profile with Les Thatcher and Bob Armstrong. They replay the end of the tag match last week with Dirty White Boy and Smothers versus Bruiser Bedlam, Killer Kyle. Uh, when before the match, if you recall, Bob Armstrong had alcohol thrown in his eyes. Um, but he also came out to save Smothers and Dirty White Boy at the end with his Tennessee toothpick, which is now aluminum. Um, I know you don't have any thoughts on the promo, so let me go to the actual personality profile here with uh, Bullet Bob Armstrong. Here it is. Well, Bob, we saw it on tape. They might throw something in your eyes, but they can't take your heart away. I've known you too long, my friend. Well, I'll tell you what. My right eye is still a little cloudy, but got one good eye left. And the good news is this. Next week, already signed, sealed, and I intend to deliver, I got Jimmy Cornette in a handicap match. You know, he'll never go one-on-one -on -one with anybody. So he got the enforcer, the big man, Killer Kyle, 300 pounds of bad news. But I'll take whatever he can throw, Les. If I can just get one good shot at Jimmy Cornette next week, I'm going to lay him out, brother. And I'll tell you this, I'm going to be throwing more than alcohol at him. I may fix him up so bad his rich mom will have plastic surgery just to remember what her son used to look like. Next week, I'm going to get my hands on him. It's a fact. Bullet, good luck to you on next week's card. And, of course, uh, white boy, I know you'd like nothing better than to square off with a big bruiser. That's it. You know, Bruiser Bedlam comes out here. He's got the big arms, the big chest, and he's also got a big mouth. 
But that ain't getting it done, big boy, because this time, you're good at jumping on people from behind. But this time around, big boy, any time that I can get my hands on you, I'll be looking straight across the ring at you, you understand? And then you get to this little bitty mama's boy by the name of Jim Cornette. He's always wanting to pitch a fit. And yes, I am a hillbilly, and I am a ridge runner, and what we do to spoil rotten brats are, we take a belt and we bust their booties. So Jim Cornette, if you stick your nose into my business, mama's boy, that's exactly what I'll do. I'll jerk your drawers down and I'll blister that behind for you. There you have it from Bullet Bob and the Dirty White Boy. Mr. Cornette, it appears that you've got your hands full. That's our profile for today. Uh, drop your drawers down and blister your behind. That is so fucking country. And it is. And fabulous. I loved it. Doc, thoughts? The only thing I don't like, and we all love Dirty White Boy, so let's don't lose our minds here. I don't like him saying booty. Because last yeah. week he said he was going to kick their ass at the show was going off and i know he's hot but booty just sounds childish yeah i think it, maybe he told something about saying ass maybe I, I, so. that was, that's actually i had that in my note i was i was like i wonder if he said something about it that i mean i really like that's what i thought i was like they they must have said something so okay uh, anyway fair enough yeah fair enough but but i hear you i hear you all right so then um no, Hopper, what were your thoughts? I mean, Bob looks good here, huh? It looks like he's in he's in fucking great shape, man. He works out, man. He got that prison workout set at his house, man. <laughs> he's fucking clanging and banging, man. He's not he's not fucking playing around. I mean, we've seen the workout set he's got at his house on the videos and shit. Yeah. From, you know, a year ago or a year and a half ago, whenever it was in Smoky Mountain. Bob Bob ain't playing, man. He works out. That's a, that's, he's got, you ever hear that term old man strength? I mean, he's an old man, but he's yeah. got that old man strength, man. He's just, he's just an old timer who, who, who didn't have it easy. And he's, his body's tough and hard and he, he looks great though. I agree. All right. Oh, uh, any other thoughts, Hopper? Nah. So we then go to Dirty White Boy versus Mike Moraldo. And the reason I uh. paused it on Patreon is I got to play corny's uh sound bite at the beginning of this i thought movie. it was geraldo this is his debut by the way so let's give him some love welcome to the promotion okay. all right there you go and here's here's corny on commentary another good 50 pounds probably somewhere in that right. wait a minute hold on here comes big jim Cornette. let's get the microphone over here with that's us. the first thing you've said bob Conlon. i've agreed with in a long time big jim Cornette, because i'm a big man around here and i don't appreciate when i heard that no good bullet bob armstrong and this dirty white trash in the ring right now saying about me they were making public threats to my safety and i have him arrested. Well, did you hear what the white boy said he was going to do to you? He was going to drop your pants right in the ring, boy, and he's going to put it to you. I always knew he was that kind of guy, so I had no proof now, but that is a public threat that was on videotape threatening to take my clothes off, do harm to my body, and especially give me a whipping. He has got to be out of his mind because let me tell you something. Whipping is not what you do a man of my breeding, a man of my culture, a man of my social status and background. Whipping is what you do to horse thieves, white trash, 
trailer park trash like the dirty white boy. You do that to welfare cases like these hillbillies that cheer for him so much. That's what you do. You give him a public whipping to show everybody all around town that that kind of trash is not going to be tolerated in this society. Uh, hey, you must figure he might stand a chance of doing that big Bruiser Bedlam. Is, out here. is he protection? Is he guarding you? What's he doing out here? Bruiser Bedlam is scouting the dirty white boy just on the off chance that white boy may have anything in his arsenal that Bruiser Bedlam needs to know about. And as a matter of fact, like I said before, a public whipping is just what the dirty white boy needs. And a public whipping, as a matter of fact, is just what I think he ought to get. Come on, Bruiser. Oh, Cornette said he ought to get a whipping list. And he and Bruiser Bedlam are making their way toward the ring. So here, here come. All right. So, Doc, your thoughts on Corny on commentary right there? Anything uh, as he cries and boo-hoos and is sad? It just reminds me of what he would do in JCP where he's talking a mile a minute and he's just going crazy. And then he talked himself up into a lather and said, I've had enough. Come on, Bedlam. Let's go get some. Yep. Uh, Hopper, anything from you? Damn horse thieves. Yeah. White trash. White trash and horse thieves. Well, he's just just insulting. Whip his ass. Beating the shit out of him in the ring after Uh-oh. with the fucking strap. Already, white boy said, "Give me that belt now. Somebody's gonna get it." Oh no! <laughs> look at run, run. Beth, look at Bedlam running, diving out of those ropes to get out of Dodge. Um. Anyway, uh, white boy uh, wins uh, by DQ, and uh, it's just further in the angle. I mean, yeah, it, it was fine. And uh, I don't have anything else. Do you, Hopper? No. Doc. No, sir. Great up legends. So then they go to a Night of Legends plug uh, as they're selling a DVD with uh, Tommy Noe's voice uh, selling it. We go also then to a replay of the end of the Storm versus Brew Bradley match. They show Jericho getting his, uh, you know, his broken arm attacked further. From there, not gonna play it because it's a it's a really really quick update from Storm and it's it's I mean it's I can tell you what he said because it was like thirty seconds. Lance announces that his new partner will be primetime Brian Lee. Chris is headed back to Canada because of his injury. And again, like we said last week, um, the way they left it open was Lance says something like he'll return when he's healed or if and when he, you know, when he's good enough, we may see him again or something like that, which I thought was fine because it did leave open the possibility of if he ever did return to Smoky Mountain, you could always cite this promo and say, hey, Lance brought it up. Lance mentioned it. So if he did show up, you go, oh, remember when Lance said. Uh, but at, with that, Lance's new partner is going to be primetime Brian Lee. Doc, any thoughts on this as we keep going? I mean, it makes sense to continue this angle, but okay. Yeah. Uh, Hopper, anything from you on it? Essex Jericho's gone, man. They were really fucking hot. So Corny was telling me, because I asked him what the plans were. Did you listen to it, Doc? Yeah, he told you to shut your mouth. You didn't know what you were talking about. He said, look, we might have booked them a year down the road to come in with a rock and roll, but you don't know what you're talking about. You have a show called Booking the Territory, but it's clear that Harper and that guy, Doc, are the ones that are truly booking the territory. Doc, I'm going to throw it to you. We've got a match coming up. Candido and Boo Bradley versus Lance Storm and Primetime Brian Lee. I need to tell you. Well, I need to tell you something. What's that? Cammy was looking fan fucking tastic in that there shit. There she is. Dude, that Got her high shirt, heels on. That shirt was busted open and her little budding breasts were poking out, dude. I I know what you're talking about. Let me go back to it. It's but they're walking scene. out. It's yeah. this scene right here. 
as they're watching my video. If if you watch on look right there, that's what's what y'all are hot about, huh? Yeah, let her flip around and show you the other side. I want to see it all. I'm Jesus a white. Christ, I deserve it. That's what y'all got all hot about. Right all right. Oh yeah, dude. No one around here has ever seen a woman like Never. like this in person. Ever. Because the remember strip clubs ain't littered with bitches that look like that. Remember Tammy's tips? Yes, I miss. That's them. what they were used to. Oh yeah, Mar they were used to Margie, not not so, not Tammy. Once we get in the in the ring ring, Storm and Candido are great together in this shit. Yes, really. I mean, worth pointing out that those two guys really got after it, really did some great work, and were very entertaining. Because there is a tendency. I mean, I don't. I, I want to break kayfabe here and go behind the curtain. There is a tendency in some of these long matches to hit fast forward and just go with it so that you can be done and get on with your life. But man, I stayed in for this. This was a good match. I enjoyed it. I even liked when primetime came out. Um, everybody played a part. This was good. Uh, the one thing else I would like to say, look at that move. Look at that leapfrog. These two are. Yeah. They're a little, little fucking athletic. <laughs> Look! Oh, got caught. That you played yourself. You played yourself. That's right. You riggedy riggedy wrecked yourself. The, the, you you, okay, you, you're commenting on something, and then you're like, just stop, and you're you're giving play by play on the match. Imagine if Harper and I did real play by play on a on a on a show. There you yeah, go. We need well, to that was entertaining. We come back to the producer. Well, that was entertaining and all, but not once in the 48 minutes we were on TV did you refer to the product in the ring. <laughs> so um, the other thing I, need I was... Second, I, let me say something real quick. I need a second okay. what you said. This was very, 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 very good match. Um, these four guys got after it. it. It was a long match, but still really, really good. And you got four you know, future ECW stars here. As always. Yes. So the other thing that I was wondering and noticing is i'm looking at balls here yeah <laughs> come, on, come on dude <laughs> so balls in so this childish <laughs> <laughs> i was looking at balls here yeah oh, nice <laughs> so balls is reminding me in this episode of the blue meanie big time and I just wonder if this if it would have been better to have like a blue meanie character that was just bizarre and over the top here. I mean, that's what they're going for, but I always liked the blue meanie. I thought it was fucking insane. I like meanie too. Yeah, he's cool. I thought that was an interesting character to put with Raven. Yeah, I, I like meanie. That's kind of uh, what it feels like this character is sort of, you know, like I could see as ECW rips off everything else that Smoky Mountain does, let's do something like you did with that, but turn it up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I can't have it be as subtle and nuanced because these people in Philadelphia won't pick up on that. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I hear you. I uh, like All right. So I thought this was good. Aubrey, any thoughts on the match? It's just good shit, man. Oh, there he goes. Idiot. <laughs> what a dumbass. <laughs> and the people listening have no clue what you're talking about right now. Well, that's their problem, isn't it? Showing the hell yeah. isn't mine. <laughs> that's the first time to plug the Patreon feed. 
<laughs> Ball, uh, balls. I, I have trouble calling him Boo Bradley. Balls yeah, took a no. spill over the top rope. That's that's what Harper said. There he goes. But no, everyone involved in this match, you know, not counting the ref, of course, future ECW stars. And I know we've talked about that a number of times. Good match. Um, not as good as Candido and Storm in the singles match we saw a few weeks back, but still good nonetheless. It ends because Mark Curtis looks like he caught Tammy, who hit primetime Brian Lee with her loaded purse, but Cotto and Les say it was a countout. Whatever. In any case, Lee and Storm end up winning in what was a, a Dude, good little match for the main Storm event. square in the nuts. Boy, he punted <laughs> him, didn't he? Holy shit. He punted him. I got to see that again. Lance Storm is in the corner, and Candido, with the ref's back turned, I mean, Candido, like, spreads his leg. He punted him (laughs) in the fucking balls. Thank God Skype is working like it used to, huh, fellas? Working stiff. (laughs) Um... Anyway, this is this is actually going to be great when we do those clashes. I, I have to say so. The fact that we can now share Skype and be on the same screen watching the same thing is going to be great for the Clash of the Champions reviews. Imagine him walking around like that with his hair. Dude, they, people like that did that all the time back in the day, though. I mean, shit, look at Hawk. Yeah, but did that's you? Hawk. Hawk was a jacked up fucking monster. He's like just some, some fat dude with a Fucked up haircut. Hey, bro. Look at the way Bedlam walks around. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, but he's the same. I I don't know. It's just. Bro, I wouldn't be surprised. Look at Chris Champion and Sean Royal when they did their hair like that. Harper, I wouldn't be surprised if when they went out in public, they they had Boo Bradley on a leash like they did on TV. Because these people in this area believe, bro. That would have been fucking awesome. Would have been great. And They're fucking Tammy's great. Tammy's got to uh, use the bathroom and he can't go in it, so she's got to like tie him up. <laughs> <laughs> so she ties him to a post. Great. She's like, "Boo, wait here. I got to go use the bathroom." And then she asks him on, "Here, could you hold my dog's leash for me real quick? I got to use the bathroom." And she like to somebody, <laughs> like what? Like what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay. Amen. Amen. All right. So, hey, I stopped the Patreon video for a second, like, because uh, I want to show y'all something. Watch Balls, a.k.a., you know, Boo Bradley, superkick Storm here when he shoots him off with the Irish whip. All right. So he's pushing him into the ropes. Here comes the whop. He missed him by a mile. He missed him, but the grainy footage, you really, I mean, it's, there's some, yeah. uh, oh, he called him. What are we going to do? And yeah, it's good enough. I mean, yeah, I but, liked it. Oh, well, I thought perfect. I I was impressed because Balls got his leg up that high. Well, he's been hiking it on the furniture all week, so yeah, of yeah. course, stretched well, out. You know, you you got a point there. So anyway, like we said, Lee and Storm win because it ends up in a um in a DQ um as we as we fast forward to the finish here. So um, Doc, any other thoughts on this uh matchup? No, it's a good match. Yeah, I thought so too, and it furthers, uh, I guess, furthers the angle, and we'll we'll see more from the these teams and four participants as we go. So, how long does right. he wear the, the the fucking bonnet thing? Till his hair know. grows back, I don't remember to be honest. But if you know, DM Harper on Facebook. Don't. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. We have ways to to get answers these days. Just ask Mike. <laughs> 
Look if you have him. a a response, send it to Mike Mills at uh, MikeMillsPodbean.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. That's right. You're stealing it. Look at Tammy out there. Harper was Jesus Christ. That's, I know, a, huh? that's a line from the old movie Kingpin. That's the kind of dress she needs two hairdos to wear. Hopper oh. was cranking one off as this episode went on. But um yeah, she's before... hot, bro. I mean, she's a walking fire hazard. <laughs> there you go. Uh there you go. Um, but no, um g- good episode. And if you want to see the video version that we were just watching, uh go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. You can get that along with the world class shows for only two bucks a month. You can do more, and we would appreciate it. There are definitely higher tiers where you can even get a T-shirt. Or if you go to the $5 level, you'll be able to get the pay-per-views from Jim Crocker Promotions that we're about to start doing, along with the Clash of the Champions that we'll start doing. And who knows? Maybe even more. Uh, Lance and I are going to do a Q&A type show as well on the $5 tier. So there it is. Become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt and enjoy all of that great content, which even at the $2 tier will get you over 160 Patreon-exclusive episodes uh, for your listening and viewing pleasure. Uh, they show a, a graphic, too, at the very end of this episode. It says, next week, we got Bullet Bob versus Killer Kyle uh, with, obviously, Jim Cornette. So there it is. Uh, let's go to the disability checks. Uh, Doc, I'll throw it at you first. I thought this was a good episode. They usually are when we get to a new place. Um, lots of fun stuff going on in here. So I'm going to give this an 8.0. Wow. Um, I've, I'm actually right there with you. I had it right at an 8. I liked New Jack's promo. That main event, although long, I thought was a real good match. So I'm going with an 8.0 as well. Hopper, what are you giving it? I had uh, an 8.4. All right. Hopper's and we're, hired on it. We're back to loving wrestling. I love it. Yeah, no, yeah. Huh? yeah the, the fucking uh, you little Caucasian asshole fucking what? promo. What? I mean, what do you oh, call him? So fucking, talking uh, about, he's talking about. Well, I, well, he's talking about New Jack. He called him a yeah. white devil, Hopper. White devil. A white Caucasian devil, didn't he? I yes. think so. Yeah, and this fucking match was fucking great. So, yeah. who are you going to give your government cheese to? Since it's uh since you mentioned New Jack talking about uh the rock and roll as white devils. You know what? I'm gonna give this to fucking Lance Storm for having a great fucking match. How about that? Mm. That's a change of pace. Doc, who are you giving yours to? Man, I'm stuck on black, dude. Give me New Jack. He called <laughs> he called them white devils, man. That's a and then he, he went after Uncle Tom's too. Nobody gets nobody gets any love. I love it. Did did you make that rhyme on purpose? You said I'm stuck on black. I'm going new jack. Was that intentional? Some, no. Sometimes I just spew greatness out of uh, <laughs> just serendipity, pal. You wake up in the morning and you piss excellence, right? Piss excellence. Ah. All right. I'm going to give my government cheese to tinyurl.com slash Amazon. No, no, no. No, I just was trying to make sure I got that in before we get to the close. So, again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is a great way to support this show. If you're using Amazon, you literally have nothing to lose by using that link. So, use it, please. tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Bookmark it, and please use that every time you use Amazon because it is a great way for me to help pay the bills that this show incurs 
Me. We appreciate it. Now, government cheese war time for me, and I gotta go with Doc said. I'm I'm going with New Jack, man. I mean White Devils I'm of giving it to them. White don't, Devils don't took your little pink neck. <laughs> call, he called out the sellouts. New Jack gives zero fucks about anyone. He just don't care and it's fabulous. It's great. That airs that that airs that sense of realism, man. Jeez. He's real, man. He's as real as it gets. Fuck. So New Jack gets it. So I gave it to Jack. Doc gave it to Jack. Harper gave it to Storm. And we got 8.0, 8.0, and 8.4 on the disability checks. Before we get out of here, check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with Ring of Honors, Brian Malonis, and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Classic stuff, current stuff, just an all-around good show. So please support them. And also check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still good nonetheless. Those shows support us, so please support them. And that's all I have. And why don't you, if Doc doesn't have anything else, hit the tagline, Hopper, and take us home. Book it, bitch. Before we get out of here, I want to thank all the patrons out there for all of your support. Thank the Hall of Fame patrons. And I got a couple other patrons I want to thank. A little bit something different on this week. So first off, over two years ago, we started the patron service. So before we get out of here, even though we've already done the main part of the show and we get this thing off to you, I want to mention a bunch of patrons either at the two-year mark or near it. And let me say this. If I miss you, please email me bookintheterritory at gmail.com and I'll make sure to cover you in the coming weeks. So um, just want to say that it's confusing because of the move from Podbean to Patreon, but I want to thank all the patrons out there. So two years ago, we started the patron service and I just want to mention uh, a bunch of people. Marty Howell, 
was our very first patron. So thank you, Marty. Hall of Fame member Marty Howe. Boone Hauer, Twit Dust, a.k.a. Dustin, Tim Arecci, Wayne G., David DeVries, Josh Warren, Dan Verner, Coleman822, Cody, K-Stone9709, Frog Zeppelin, Voodoo Moon Baby, Mark Wilson, who's at Thin Man Within on Twitter, Sean Sparks, who is at Sparks Third Coast on Twitter, at Spyboy Sports Cap, Drew NFR Media, David Cameron, Chuck Erd 58, Slider 91 US, Troy Anspaugh, The FXC, Jim Vensky, Steven CG, T Hog 94, SV Pageant, Moondog, Gerald Green, excuse me, as I burp, Gerald Green the third. Um, I just want to thank y'all. Now, again, look, I am sure I missed a name or two because of the move to Patreon. And many of you are still using Podbean patron service. If I missed you, again, email me at bookintheterritory at gmail.com. And I will take care of you either uh, next week or the week after. So, again, two years ago we started it. Some of you are at your two-year mark. And then others of you are at your year and year and a half um, or I'm sorry, not a year, but a year and a half at this point. So as you near your two year mark, or if you're at your two year mark, I just wanted to mention a special thanks to you uh, for being patrons. I, I look, man, we're adding to the patron service and seriously speaking without you all, I don't know if we would be adding to the patron service at this point. So I just have to say thank you and your patronage is is very appreciated. We are an independent. We are not a big name podcast. We are small timers. You know, we don't have a lot of money, uh, but we are making this thing work and we appreciate you supporting us. And I can't say that enough. I truly can't thank you all enough for that. Now, as I say that, shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Glenn Abbott, at GA WrestleNut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, aka at Half Pints Point, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Super Duper Hall of Famer Mike Childry, Super Duper Hall of Famer K underscore row 86, and Super Duper Hall of Famer Disrespectfully Classy Marky Blassie. Also, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn. At Ryan and Auburn on Twitter, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Marecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pagem, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spyboy Sports Cap, RE Miller39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny. Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Bowning, Justin Unesquare Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, and T-Hog94. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons. Appreciate it. Thank you for making this show go. Before I get out of here, check out my buddy Mike Pru from the Bottom Line Podcast. Him and his buddy JV are breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. They are covering 1998, but go back and check out 96 and 97 as well. Or just dive in where they're currently at and enjoy the show. Uh, new episodes are released every single Wednesday morning. They're available wherever you get your podcast from. So there you go. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, Hall of Fame patrons. And congratulations to all of you out there who have hit the first year and a half and two-year mark. Hopefully, I got you all covered. And thank you very much. And you know what Harper always says when we get out of here. Book it, bitch. <laughs>